On the last episode of Gene Crosses to the Other Side, Gene's new life as Norman, a Thebian alien on planet Thebes, was living a normal life. But after getting into fights at school, blacking out when he got so angry, and seeing people from Earth he thought he knew, he made an appointment to see his uncle who specialized in past life therapy. After one session, he later he came to find out he used, to Gene from his past life, a tough, gangster from the streets, back on Earth. Norman had always wondered who the Universal Architect was and so, he left his house and hit the road to search for the truth about his reality. Will Norman meet the Universal Architect this time? What new surprises await him this time? Stay tuned. As he sped down the highway, his spirit guide looked on, All right Norman, we're on to you, then he telepathically contacted someone who will handle and silence his curiosity. Understood, said an older, female voice on the other side, somewhere in a secret facility, on the highest floor of the building, in a secret chamber, filled with crystals and a glass seat. You can see a mysterious person, sitting facing back, elbows are moving in the chair. Her fingers glowed, as she hovers them around a crystal ball. Her face is hidden somewhat in the darkness. All right Norman, so, you've began to question your reality? I'll have a word with you soon, once my agents from the Ministry of Reality will be in contact with you soon. I've given you a warning for questioning our work here. In this, reality, things are always going to turn up in the strangest of ways. As for you, the truth will come out. She said as she grinned. Meanwhile, as Norman continued driving, still confused and questioning about his life here on Thebes, he sighed and felt ashamed of himself for questioning his reality sooner because he never felt like this before. Not once, as Jean, worried about that stuff, you've, got to live in the moment, get that bag of money and run with it. But that was was the old Jean. He still has his so-called mission, to help the weaker souls follow their, program, in order to work on their entropic level. No, I want to find out the truth of this world. He thought, as he sped down the highway towards a nearby town. Norman visited the local markets, museums, theaters and, restaurants. He met some Thebian people, who seemed to be normal, busy with their lives, checking their devices, telepathically chatting, activating their gems on their forehead. These people seemed to be enjoying themselves at the market. Norman sat with them for a bit pondering and looking at them. Nearby, across the street, was an old, Thebian man panhandling, holding up a sign which read, Beware of the Ministry of Reality, they are watching us, wake up people. The man got up out of his seat to speak with passerbyers talking to them about the reality of this world. Ever wondered how we are living in a fake world? We do the same thing every day, we use social media to show off how perfect our lives are but it's not. We rely on likes and thumb up approvals instead of real face, to face credit. We even send messages to people if a misfortune happened to somebody, a message of condolence with the sad face emoji, however, we do it because everybody is. So you could look like you actually cared, but do you really feel sad for them? Someone in the crowd just scoffed, you are crazy, go away old man. 
The panhandler continued to speak, Do you think this is a joke I'm telling, you? Look at how we get energized for the day when someone likes our comment or picture. Helps us feel good, am I right? Behold, but it's all a drug. Then one Thebian girl stood up and telepathically asked, Then if we aren't suffering, what is the problem? Norman jumped in and said, The problem is that we need to get out of this illusion of a reality and be open to our true reality, because we are actually in a prison. We are letting the government control everything we do in our life and we just allowed it. Our state of mind is being held captive, I just know it. Who is behind this? I'll tell you all, it's the universal architect, I think he is the sole programmer of our worlds, and as a matter of fact, I myself, used to be a human on earth, and after death, I still remember choosing, to be reincarnated over onto this planet and I also remembered what those so-called, elder guides up there, reminded me to complete my quote-unquote, program. Well, I intend to find out. Norman huffed and puffed, out of excitement. But then, for about a minute, the people were silent, but then suddenly, they started to laugh. None of them seemed to acknowledge everything he just said. As though, they were all just acting. They could not spiritually connect with him. They were dumbfounded and uninterested of the spiritual matters of this world. All of this is all just pretend, they're probably just actors, of the program the man told him as he started collecting his things. So, as he left the gathering, he went to go back to sit down at his original spot. Norman nodded and he went back over to eat at a restaurant across the street. The panhandler was amazed with him, so he watched him as he walked away. Norman sat for a bit and he noticed the man was trying to get his attention, so he approached the man and he asked him, what do you mean you are aware what's really going on? He asked, that this is a fake world, and we need to be on our toes, some of the people here are, just backdrops, NPCs, like, extras on a movie set. Don't you see? The homeless man said pointing at the other people. They are never going to wake up because they are part of the program and therefore, I am careful not to speak with any of them, because they could rat me out to the reality bureaucrats. He continued, as he looked around suspiciously. Who are they? Norman asked out of shock, the man said, they are agents sent out to monitor any reality anomalies and they are associated with the Ministry of Reality. Who runs the Ministry of Reality? Norman asked. The man looked at him with pity and concern and said, The Ministry is run by the Crystal Oracle, an AI thought form in conjunction with the Universal Architect. Her program prerogative is to assess the people's psyche and, judge whether they are fit to integrate back into society. Her division of operations is in the Department of Reality. The man suddenly began shifting his eyes, looking over his shoulder out of fear. What is it? What are you looking at? Norman asked out of worry. The man turned to him and said, Agents. Reality investigators, they could pop up anywhere. You could be him. Then a black vehicle, with tinted windows pulls up around the corner at a distance. Then it drove, slowly to get closer to them. There's one right there, run run. He shouted, as he ran off frantically. Norman, B. Wanakam spooked her and ran, heading straight for his car and started the ignition. But then, heard a voice. The agents arrived so quickly before him, 
that just popped up out of nowhere. Norman couldn't escape, anywhere else as he was cornered. Alright, I see him, he is all by himself. Suddenly, a large truck with the Ministry of Reality's logo on the doors stopped next to his car. Hey, Norman, it's time for a reality check. Said an agent dressed in a lab coat, as he opened the doors of the truck. What's happening? Yelled Norman, as he was being dragged into the truck. The car doors shut, and they, drove away, but the other people standing by weren't just other Thebians, they were the backdrop people from the Ministry of Reality and they, too, had reported Norman. The agent told him that he was going to be committed to an assessment. When they arrived at the Ministry, Norman was taken from there, he was subjected to many questions and interrogations. They tried to ask what he was talking, about with the people earlier. They were reaching the goal that he could forget everything about his life, both past and current to his existence in this reality. Norman managed to fool them saying that he has no memories. After some time, he was brought to the reality board for an interview. Afterwards, they saw that he hadn't done anything wrong and they allowed him back into society. Norman telepathically called his dad who answered. Norman, thank goodness you're okay. I'm alright dad, I'm on my way home, he said, and went straight to his house. When he arrived, his mother and father awaited him on the front porch, worried sick. As Norman approached his father with a sad expression and asked him, Dad, what is really going on here, is this all a program? His mother and father embraced him and looked at him with much concern, son, this is the real world, it's me, dad. And your mother. It's a son, why did you run away? His mother jumped in. Norman looked at them, I don't know what's going on here, it must be a trick. Where am I? What happened? His thoughts raced a mile a minute. Calm down, calm down son. Now, everything is going to be alright said his, father, his mother came and hugged him as they walked into the house. Suddenly, the phone rang. Norman answered it. Hello? For a few seconds, there was silence on the other line, this is Mr. Nelson from the Ministry of Reality. What do you want from me? Norman asked. Just a couple of minutes of your time, sir, we have been informed by our surveillance that you were acting abnormal with the public. We have been hired by the authority of the ministry to take you in for another assessment. Then he hung up the phone. Norman was shocked at what was happening. Then Norman looked shocked and confused, looking at his parents I'm sorry son. I think it is time you needed a reality assessment, it was I who made the call. His father said, in a somber tone. Norman became angry at his parents. Why, I have already been assessed. Then. There was a knock at the door, he opened it and there were three tall agents, in black suits and sunglasses. By the authority of the Ministry of Reality, I hereby am arresting you in violation on of ushering the locals to reject our reality programming, treason and conspiracy. And they flashed their ministry badges. Norman looked at his father in, disappointment and confusion, how could you betray me? Then his mother and uncle came out to confess. We were worried for you son, we had no choice, you were getting out of control, so it would be your best interest that you need therapy. 
the door suddenly crashed through as a team of ministry swap teams, rushed forth, pointing their rifles and reality devices that are used to scan the, suspects anomalies. They went to use the scanners on everyone in the house. Then, the reality scanner beeped when they checked Norman, there's an anomaly flowing through you, you're coming with us. Said a ministry agent, Norman, this will be evidence that you have violated our laws. Another officer said, as he and another officer put him in handcuffs and placed a helmet to stop him from using, his telepathy. Norman started struggling. Let me go, let me go. I'm innocent. Shouted Norman as he tried to get out of the handcuffs. But his family members were helpless and watched him get taken away. As he was carried out of his house, suddenly, a large truck with the Ministry of Reality logo on the doors stopped next to his car. Norman, it's time for a reality check. Said an agent dressed in a lab coat, as he opened the doors of the truck. No, not again. He cried, as he was being dragged into the truck. At the ministry, he was taken to the assessment lobby. Then he was brought into a white, lit room, to sit in for his assessment. There were a group of reality bureaucrats and examiners awaiting him. For hours, he sat in a circle of chairs, with the circle of these observers standing, behind these interrogators. The interrogators started showing slides of people which he may have been in contact with. Agent 1, who was this person, do you know him? They showed a picture of a guy wearing a baseball hat sitting at a bus stop. Norman looked closely, nope, doesn't ring a bell. It looked like the interrogators took photos of people who were thought to be in contact with Norman. Then, they showed him another slide, which depicted a group of people sitting in a park close to the downtown area and there was a man sitting at a cafe speaking with another man, who looked homeless. Agent 2, was that you and another man? Norman looked closely, yes, that does look a lot like me. Agent 2, well, I have news for you, his name is A.R. Normal, an informant. He gave away your location to you, Norman became shocked. He recreated you saying we were trying to change this society to suit our own agenda. Then one of the interrogators approached Norman and was scanning his thoughts in a different way. This is going to be painful. He said, as he put his mind connected to a large computer system. There's someone you need to speak with. Suddenly, he blacked out. After what seemed like hours, later, he awoke and heard a strange, soft, feminine voice. It was the voice of the Crystal Oracle. She was before him, sitting in a hovering glass chair. She looked magnificent, she had three crystal gems on her forehead, lavender skin and glowing, white eyes. She hovered closer towards Norman, smiled and turned back to continue air typing. She was typing continuously, on a computer of some sort. Welcome Norman, I have to assess you on why you decided to rebel. I'll ask you five questions. First, let's talk about the home, are there any problems there? Norman looked at her, amazed at what a sight she was, and he answered, No ma'am, not to my knowledge Crystal Oracle, what were you like as a child? Norman, I was a good kid, I went to school, played with my friends. Crystal Oracle, how, was your past life like Norman started to get nervous as he was afraid she would ask him that? My past, from what I learned was eventful. I was a bad man on planet earth. I used to set up heists for the mob. 
I was a ruthless man, beating up people who owed money. She was listening to him and typing everything he said. Alright Norman, now why did you decide to reincarnate here on planet Thebes, because I wanted to be somewhere completely different and to correct the mistakes I did on earth by being good and forgiving. My spirit guides and elders worked with me and trained me on practicing good entropy. Last question, why do you need to know who the universal architect is? Norman looked up shocked, how did you know that? I can access everyone's minds and look into their thoughts. I read, minds. I'm connected to them and can see their intentions. It is my job to see who is suitable to reintegrate back into society, we have a certain level of integration that you need to reach before we can make you a full member. You must be fully immersed in the new reality before we can integrate you fully. This was a test to see if you would be amenable to it. Norman was speechless. You must know who the architect is? Tell me, do you know him personally? I need to know how to get to him. Norman said. Do I know him? The answer is, yes. I know him personally but I'm not supposed to tell you who he is, it's a conflict of interest and you will be thrown into the void? From what I can tell you is that he is here somewhere and he will talk with you at any moment. He's the one who called me to come talk to you first. Just look into your heart, he will be there. If you let your true feelings for the universal architect come forth, you will love talking with him. Once you achieve a high level of integration, we will be able to send you home, she explained. Then, she turned around and looked at her devices. She looked at him, and said, momentarily, you will go through the process of integration. There are people who will be taking you through the training and you will be immersed in the new reality for a while. He started to tear up, she was amazing. Don't worry, you will be fine. And he disappeared into thin air. He was transported to this special dimension called the new reality. It was a strange place, it was an enclosed park with towering, metal buildings, and a small, square, town near the center of the park. A bronze statue of an old, bearded man wearing a suit sporting monocle and a derby, while holding a pocket watch by its chain, eerily staring into the distance. It stood there on a pedestal in the center of the town. There were people looking at the statue, reading what it says about it. And so, Norman came over to read it and it read, Universal Architect. Is this what he looks like? Norman thought. All of the houses, businesses and stores were painted in vivid colors with the word love and big colorful letters. Down farther at the, the ends of the streets, a huge temple is stands, as he got close to it, it he saw a big sign beside it, with light around it. Temple of Reality, it read. Then he walked further into the streets and by the town hall area, he saw these soldiers, wearing black fatigues and helmets. They saw Norman and told him to come over. They said we're here to guide you through the various stages of the training. He was taken to this tall building. The building was a huge virtual reality center. There were two levels, the first was to have them live a normal life, like working and raising a family. But they had an actor pretending to be someone who was trying to sway them that they are not living a true reality, they are tested to ignore this person for a period of 60 days, but if they accepted their message, 
the test is over and the subject now has to be retrained, until he is taught not to listen to the actor. Then, they went to the second level. It was more like a prison. They had, to live in a metal cage for 60 days. Norman was told they had been placed there because they failed the first training multiple times, so a reality therapist would be interrogating them about, why they chose, to live the spiritual life instead of the ideal one. If they don't confess about why, they will be thrown into a void? The guards showed Norman the void vault, a guard opened it and there, he saw billions of these people, not just deviants, but other beings like humans, reptoids, Nordics, androids and more. It was a hull where the person will be brought inside with nothing and infinite space and nobody could talk with each other, like they were partitioned. When they were released, they were given another chance to redo the training from the beginning. Then, suddenly, three crystal, shimmering female, Thebians brought me an integration uniform. It was made by the Helgrostian Council. The council works inside of the new reality in the temple of reality and they preached about the goodness of living the ideal reality. It was a white and gold cloak with golden shoulders. While during the integration process, the therapists would ask them, do you have conflicting feelings for, the universal architect? And Norman had to answer with true feelings. Yes, I have a lot of questions for him. He was then brought in and was taken to a boardroom with three therapists. A woman in a hooded cloak also joined the session, and she just observed Norman. They began to ask him about the Universal Architect, because they could sense his emotional tenses. I do, but I don't know how I, feel, what is thus, am I dreaming? I know for certain, this all fake and you guys are just NPCs. Said Norman, as he started crying. We all have feelings of our own for the Universal Architect. It's part of being a self. I understand, it can be hard. The only thing to focus on is the love you have for him and the reality you are placed in, said one of the therapists. I'll find out everything, said Norman. Then one of the therapists said, do you have any fears? He started to sweat and said, I feel nervous. I don't really what will happen to me. What if the universal architect could reject me and then erase me? The therapist said, what if the universal architect doesn't reject you, it's uncommon he would do that. We find the first people who show interest in the new reality, the, universal architect will allow us to send them home. I'm sorry, but it's the rule. You'll have to learn to accept that. The process can be scary. Some people don't survive, mentally because they can't accept the reality here, they truly believe they are from a real reality outside of our own. They all said laughing. We take no responsibility. Then the cloaked woman approached him placed her hon, his gem on his forehead. She spoke to him telepathically, focus your memories, past life, ever since you were a baby and even from before your death. The universal architect's face holding a pocket watch, flashed for a millisecond. Norman remembered when he was a baby, being held and cared for by his mother. He could listen to her soft humming rocking him. Then a flash happened and he saw himself, as Jean, chasing down somebody back on earth, then another scene with him beating up another man and taking money out from him. Norman's heart rate started to rise as he was seeing more frightening scenes from his old self as Jean. The cloaked woman still had her hand on Norman's forehead, activating his gemstone. 
Then, Norman saw more scenes of his past self, where he was at the party with the other gangsters. The room was packed, he saw everybody from his gang and the Anami gangsters were there too. A big celebration of the truce was taking place in the banquet hall. He could see, through the eyes of Jean, a man walked up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder, and passed him a drink. He took the poisonous drink from the enemy gangster. Then another flash happened and he could see, himself rolling around in his bedroom in pain. He could feel the pain, the intense pain from that drink and he could see that evil smile from that other gangster. Then Norman and Jean both screamed at the same time and jumped up and he got out of the trance and he came to, breathing heavily. The cloaked woman took a special scanner and scanned the forehead of Norman and looked at the device. Amazed. She looked at Norman and said well then Norman, congratulations. You are ready to go meet him. It's the Universal Architect request your presence. Yushi then pulled down a large red curtain and led him through. They entered into this beautiful park and in the center, there was a big pool of water, with many fountains, gushing forth. There were a bunch of people standing around them, all, in white integration uniforms. They were laughing, looking at them, as they all smiled and waved hello. Suddenly, they looked down at the ground, there was an empty well, which led into a tunnel. I'm ready. Norman said. The cloaked woman replied, it is time. This is a special part of the park and it will lead you to him. They walked through the tunnel and to an exit that led into a beautiful, bright room. They walked towards a door. The door was 20 feet high. It had a name on it. Universal Architect. Inside, he could hear typing on a keyboard, periodic electro buzzing, hovering sounds. Norman felt chills up his spine. The woman who escorted him has nowhere to be seen. A voice called out from the inside, could it be the Universal Architect, calling him inside? Come in Norman, the loud deep voice, called. Will Norman really finally meet him face to face? Will he find out the truth about his reality? Find out next time, on Stories Out of This World.